Welcome to our insightful agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021, and this is Mastermind Call number 343. And uh, we do have one in the queue. Um, remind you all, we have fabulous uh, free leads for the winner of the week and the idea of the week, so don't be shy. Please actively participate. Just hit star six and hit one to do that. Bruce, I know you're right in the middle of a foundation session. Anything you want to uh, share with the group? Um, so uh, th those of you who've been to foundations before, please show up in two weeks for um, for the uh, role play call that we do on Wednesdays in the middle of each month, third Wednesday of each month. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you've attended probate foundations. If you haven't, please sign up. And hit us next month. Um, at the beginning of the month, we're doing foundations again. Um, and that's all I have for today, I think. This is your, is this your fourth or fifth, about your fourth class, I think, with foundations, right, Bruce? Uh, it's probably the sixth or seventh. Sixth or seventh, wow. So you think yeah. you're, you're probably actually starting to get it figured out by now, right? You got it pretty, pretty well dialed in. Uh, pretty close. Um, I, I'm still easily distracted and taken down rabbit trails by the question askers, but that's that's what makes the class so good. Makes the class yeah. so good to come back to a couple of times as well. There you go. And if anybody hasn't taken it, if you're a subscriber, it's free. If you're not, it's ridiculously inexpensive. And, uh, you know, if you've been thinking about getting involved and you just want a lot more confidence in your conversations and knowing what you're, you know, what you're doing and what to say and when to say it, um, you really should sign up for that class. And uh, you can do support at allbeleads.com or just go to our homepage and our website and sign up. Uh, Tim, anything you want to share? Uh, no, not a thing right now. I want to uh, just, you know, it was a, it's been an interesting summer. And, uh, uh, of course, I know that you're all going to, uh, you know, celebrate uh, the, the national holiday tomorrow which is my birthday, so I figure you're all going to be getting around to that. Other than that, I don't have anything. <laughs> all right. Well, we only have one in the queue. Um, Eddie always comes loaded for bear, so I'm sure he'll keep us busy. But uh, hit star six and hit one, guys, if you want to actively participate. In the meantime, first up this week is Eddie, ending in uh, 5464. How are you doing, Eddie? I'm good. How are you? Great, man. Thanks for thanks for being there. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so I, I uh, probably last year sometime, Chad Corbett told me to check out Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And right. I have, like, really, like, dived into that, like, head-on. Just, like, to try to try to figure out how to use it. Cause like everything that he says makes sense uh, to me and I've done sales training and all these different, you know, uh, but it just seems like, like this is the kind of approach that would work really, really well for, uh, for inherited properties. So I came up like what resonated really, really loudly to me is asking questions that the answer is no or you hope the answer is no, instead of asking questions that they'd say yes, um, because what Chris Voss does is they would let their guard down. So I just wanted to, like, this is not complete yet. Um, I wish I'd spent more time preparing this, 
Um, I've practiced a few times with a few people, but um, I, I want to get your thoughts on on kind of my 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 strategy from using uh, Chris Voss's negotiation approach. Um, but this is just like a one piece of asking questions that end with, uh, you know, the answer would be no, then trying to do a label to kind of understand maybe what they're thinking or, and I'm doing this based off of, uh, conversations that I've had that, uh, they've kind of stalemated and trying to get them to say, that's right. And then following back up with another, uh, question phrased in a way so they'll answer no to ultimately set up a meeting. So uh, it's not exactly a role play. I was just thinking, you know, kind of sharing my thoughts with you. Like once you open up the, the conversation um, and seeing seeing what your suggestions are, Bruce, uh, what is, you know, how's that sound? I love everything you're saying. Everything you're saying. I love it. I um, want to do it okay. a role play. Kyle, I promise that I'll I'll sort of play uh, play into the um, into the philosophy. Um, we can try. I, I'm I don't know how good of it okay, would be at a role play. We don't have to I, do it. You're fine. <laughs> I I would love to do it with you, uh, like off the call, like uh, just so, okay. so we could practice the fluidity. But I, like I said, I yeah, I, I am. <laughs> call me. I'm a huge chicken. Exactly right. <laughs> Um, it's all good. It's all good. You can, yeah, go go ahead. Let's let's hear what you let's hear what you have. We don't we won't role play it. <laughs> hey Eddie, okay. before you so get like, started, if I could just if I could just set the stage real quick. If if any of you, just in case you don't know what we're talking about, it's a it's a. Um, the, Chris Voss was a hostage negotiator for the government, and the tape series is really interesting. On I mean, basically, it was his job to sell the terrorists or the person taking hostages to surrender without hurting anybody. So, I mean, that's a little more high stakes than prospecting uh, <laughs> probate leads. But his premise that I think you're referencing, which I loved, was people want to say no. So get them to say no and get the no out of the way. And th the simplest example of that is most people will call and say, um, did I catch you at a good time? And people will say yes. He, he prefers to say, did I catch you at a bad time? So they can say, no, it's not necessarily a bad time and get the no out of the way. So anyway, that kind of just sets yeah. the stage for, for the rest of what you're going to do. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, so that's exactly where I was going to start is, in, you know, when when people say no, they're not committing to anything. So then they're more, their guards down a little bit more, so they're willing to give more information. So that's exactly what I started is like, did I catch you at a bad time uh, to get them to say no? And then um, saying uh, do you need any help with, you know, dealing with your inherited property? They'll probably say no. Then I say, you know, hey, that's great. Um, sounds like you probably have it all, all handled. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a few more questions? Hopefully they say no. Then are you like, are you wanting to spend multiple weekends working, uh, working on this until it's done? Or weekends, months, you know, it could be any of those. Till it's done, we've all seen them drag out years, you know. So they say no. Are you prepared to cover all the expenses uh, that having the inherited property for longer might might bring? Well, no. Are you wanting to drag this out longer than it needs to be? No. 
do you think your mom and dad wanted uh, this house to be a burden on you? Hold on, just a second. Are you, do you think your mom and dad wanted this house to be a burden on you and your family? And then I'd say no. And then, um, then I'd label and be like, well, it sounds like you're afraid that if you don't handle everything for your mom's estates, then you are doing her disservice or something along those lines. And the ultimate thing is for them to get, say, that's right. Or something, you know, I want, I want them to say that's right. And then my, my last no question is like, is it a bad idea for us to meet and see how we can take the burden off of you and, um, expedite this process? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, that's not like the, I'm, there could be a hundred more questions that could be in there, but these are just, um, some that I thought kind of elicited pain, like spending money, using time, um, drag it out longer than it needs to be. And then, like, did you think your parents wanted this to be a burden kind of thing? Uh, I thought those kind of elicited pain and, uh, I don't know. You yeah, know. And then I, I phrased that, that last question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think you're using too many, um, too many. Uh, no questions. Um, those are all great. Well, no I questions wouldn't to have in your quiver, but there that's a lot of questions. And I would start to feel like you were trapping me. If you if you hit me with two or three things that were really obvious no's, um, I would start to feel trapped. I'd be like, this guy's leading me somewhere. So I think you want to get. I, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm saying like having these in your quiver so that based on okay. how the conversation is going, kind of selecting them, you know, oh, yeah, you know, um, and then then label what you hear from, you know, a little bit of a conversation and then y using a, a no question at the end. I, I think um, it it's not. It wouldn't just flow like that. I wouldn't just rattle off all those questions. And uh, I'd probably. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, kind of uh, a great that? question to have in your quiver. Great question to have in your quiver. I would also mix in a question or two to disguise some of those because there, uh, there were several of those that weren't really disguised. Do you think that your uh, parents would want you dealing with the house for the next six months? Well, that's like you, that's not disguised it's kind of obvious that no means yes in a case like that uh, if you know what i mean it it's just obvious yeah. to the person that you ask that they're like i don't want to answer that that's a trap um so i would disguise yeah. a few of them a little bit better um let's get to labeling really quickly um a couple of the labels that i like the best are uh number 1 is it sounds like you probably weren't looking for outside help today so that's a that's Ooh, a that's label a that um, that I love to get a that's right on. Okay, that's right. Okay, another label that I want to give them after we've um, after we've been kind of back and forth is you probably wish you didn't even have to deal with probate in the first place. You probably wish you you didn't even have to deal with probate in the first place. Uh, both of those are really quick. That's right. And uh, if you can, if you can um, ask your no questions, 
specifically and strategically to lead to one of those two label questions, um, you'll, you'll be on the same page with someone in no time at all. Um, you probably only need one or two no questions in your, your entire conversation if, if they're strategically placed to get to, um, get to a label like one of those two. Um, I also had a label that I thought of uh, that was like if somebody is like pissed off and basically says, you know, hey, j go jump off a bridge, or, or they're they're very curt with you, being like, hey, it sounds like you know everybody and their brothers probably been hitting you up, and you are just you know overwhelmed with the amount of people that are hitting you up trying to be an ambulance chaser or so I don't know exactly, but. Um, labeling that and seeing if maybe that would take take their guard down with you and open you up to a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the other, see, I just did it. <laughs> um, the, the, other, um, the other thing is sometimes the that's right doesn't have to lead further down a road to an appointment um, on the call. Sometimes labeling them and getting a that's right um, only has to move you to the next conversation. So sounds like you weren't looking for help right now or you weren't looking for any help today. And they say, that's right. And then you go, um, you know, if that changes in the future, do you think we could potentially keep in touch? Maybe I could follow up in a month or two. And so there are times when you labeling them isn't necessarily to try to move them along to an immediate appointment. Eddie, you're, you're, phenomenal at this. You follow up with people better than anyone else that I know. So um, so I, I don't I don't think that you're labeling people with an with an intent to always get to an appointment. But um, uh, for the for everyone else that's listening, this is this is one of those opportunities where you can label someone and they could say that's right. It sounds like maybe you're not ready to have this conversation this month. Or you might not you might be a little bit overwhelmed this week. And then that label and that the that's right answer could say, would next week be better if I gave you a call back? That's just an example of how we could use this. Um, I love your I love your uh, your no questions though, really powerful. Now, wh what would you do if you said um, I'm probably catching you at a bad time, and they say yes? <laughs> what I'd, what do you? Uh, I'd be like. <laughs> I, you know, I, I usually, oh, I apologize. Uh, is there a better time that I can uh, just say, you know, is there a better time that I can reach out to you? And they usually say a time. They might blow so me off. What's your label, but, though? What's your label? Am I, I, I'm probably catching uh, you at a bad time. Yes. What's your label? Sounds like I caught you at work. Ah, I don't good, know. Good one. Good one. Uh, you're probably really. Sounds like maybe today. I caught you at work. Now it sounds like maybe you work or you're probably really busy today, something like that. Yeah. But remember a label. You can label, label someone even <laughs> if they Eddie, haven't given just, you a no. I was just gonna add, Eddie, I know you know this, but the goal is to get the no out of the way. Is that it's okay at some point to start asking yes questions. Uh I and I know I know you know that. Um one thing I heard there that I thought was really clever that I'd never heard before was um, would it be a terrible idea for us to get together and go over your options? <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of hard to say. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I don't want to know my options. I, I like that one. I had never heard that before. Um, um, yeah. I, 
I've been be closed-minded to blank. Would you be closed-minded? Oh, yeah, nobody wants to be told they're closed-minded. Yeah. Um, so, I, like I said, this is just a work in progress, and I did Chris Voss's master class uh, on negotiation, and uh, just been going, I was like, there has to be a way, you know, these things all work really well if you use them, but he's like, you need to practice them like a hundred times. So I was at a lunch this week and I tried doing some of these things on them. And some of them, some of them totally fell flat because I didn't do it right. And some of them got the people to talk more. And so it, it's definitely taking practice and role plays and uh, trial and error, just falling in my face to find out which ones work best, but uh, I'll keep tweaking them and let people know. But if people haven't checked out that book or got on the master class, uh, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. Yep. Well, the master, the master class is good because it's actually Chris Voss. Like mm-hmm. he, he's actually teaching you. So you get to hear how he does his voice inflection and how he does, how quick he is with his, everything so anyway that's just my idea of the week i don't know if it's going to be anything but i hope it's helpful to somebody so far you're in first place eddie well i i um, (laughs) glad to hear that but i hope uh somebody else comes on with another idea and i can take it all right thanks for sharing man we appreciate you participating next up is phone number ending in 6322 you're up next Hey guys. Hey. Hello there. Yes. Hey, this is Mary uh, in um, Denver, Colorado. Um, hey, you, so I just wanted to come on and uh, introduce myself and stuff. I just uh, joined up with you guys, uh, and I just posted a Facebook group uh, message to everybody. I'm looking for. Um, role play and accountability partners. So if anyone wanted to do that right, in the yeah. morning, I'm on the uh, mountain time. Uh, I guarantee you're going to have multiple people that uh, that want to do it. And I'm going to call you and everybody else out real quick. If you're going to commit to doing some role play, um, try to commit to at least a month. Um, oh. a lot of, uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll get a role play partner that does it for a week. And if everyone can just commit to at least a month, that'll, that'll really move people along. I find that if you're role playing, um, it takes more than one week cause you'll, you'll feel super uncomfortable in that first week. And the temptation is going to be like, that was so uncomfortable. I'm not going to do it again. But before long, it's just going to be crazy natural, but it does take about four weeks of uh, four weeks before you really start to start to flow with the role play. Yeah, I I'm I just actually moved out to the West Coast, so I had a bunch of friends on the East Coast and they're all way earlier than me now. So that's why I'm like, oh, I need some uh some help here on the West Coast. So if anyone's over here, that would be awesome. Um and also I I like I said, I was doing probate in South Carolina. That's where I'm from originally and I just moved out here to Colorado. And um so I'm trying to, you know, nail down how everything works over here. And um, I was just curious. I did hear on a, a different call um, things work a little differently in Colorado with probate, and I just didn't know if you guys had any insight of how things work here. 
Yeah, the Colorado is is probably it's the only state I'm aware of where nothing gets put in most counties. It's not 100 percent of the counties, but a majority of the Colorado counties, nothing gets posted until the probate's completed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, the good, the bad news is a percentage of them are going to already be sold or listed by that time. The good news is by the time it's posted, you know the probate's completed, the title's been transferred. If it, if they haven't done anything with it, they're ready to go. You're not going to get people dragging their feet saying, you know, we're not ready yet. We're going to wait till the probate's done. We got to clean out the house. For the most part, the leads that survive and make it to the end are going to be ready to take action. So we, we have a number of people that are very successful in Colorado. You just got to go with the, that's their local. A lot of your courthouses have privacy provisions and they just won't post it until it's completed. And I'm not sure. What okay. And then, so are people, um, I think um, my county, Denver, I did talk to them. They said it's not like that, but I'm, I'm looking at adding yeah. some counties. So before I added uh, some counties that are like that, I wanted to know how I should, like, shape my letters and things like that. Should I do something different? Um, Yeah, you're going to focus a little bit more aggressively on real estate. Um, You're still going to offer the extra services, the concierge-style approach, but you're going to need to focus slightly more on real estate. And because um, uh, they'll be further out, the emotion won't be quite as um, the the like the high level of emotion won't be quite there if they're four or five, six months away from the, the loss. Um, and a lot of times if they've gone through probate, they've probably cleaned the property out. So I would focus a little little more aggressively on on buying or, or helping list real estate. Mm-hmm. OK, so I'll just have to. Um, see how I can change that letter up. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, so right now, you know, I've started making my calls and um, nothing quite yet, but I'm sure um, I'll have some good stuff to report soon. <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. You will. The ultimate, awesome. Ultimately, the goal and the thing to keep in mind is your goal is. Um, is information and conversation mm-hmm. first. I mean, you you yeah. you did you said you did probate in South Carolina, is that right? Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was it with us or was it uh were you like Yeah, it was with you and just a lot of inadvertent deals as well that I just happened to get um happened to be probate not even from you. So, I honestly, it's like 90% of my business. So, I do feel comfortable with it. Awesome. But um, Good. you know, well, thank you for good. sharing. And if anybody, um, good job finding the Facebook group. If anybody else is new and you're not part of all the leads mastermind, I think we've got about fourteen, fifteen thousand people in there now. And uh, we screen to make sure they're real estate or professionals or investors. But uh, that's a good place if you need role play partners, if you're looking for accountability, you know, if you have a referral, that's a really good place to start. And uh, hopefully, you get a good response from that. So. Welcome to Colorado, and uh, keep coming back and sharing. Yeah, I will. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Good job this week, guys. We got a pretty full queue. Uh, next up. Hi, this is Mike. Can I ask a question? I jumped in late sure, for, for the call, and I just missed the the no question. You know, I've, I I think I know what it is, but I missed it. I want to see if it's very similar to what I've been using. 
I think it's a great technique. Can you repeat that again, how to ask the no question? The uh, So the no question might start with something like this. It might start like, um, am I catching you at a bad time? So a lot of people want to say no. So if you, if you say, am I catching you at a bad time, they're going to lean into the their tendency to say no. Um, another example of a no question might be, um, uh, do you have everything handled with probate? And they they uh, will lean no. toward saying no, because um, that's just what they're they're wanting to do anyway. Now, um, some of these questions that I ask um, are designed to where even if they say yes, it's it's still a positive. So, uh, do you have everything with probate handled so far? Um, if they say no, it's a great thing because I can immediately carry the conversation on. If they say yes, then I get to label them um, by kind of telling, uh, de describing where I think they are in the process to get, get an agreement. So you probably weren't looking for help today would be the label. Um, so idea. you just want to turn some of those questions into that, that every, all the other sales coaches that are out there teach you say yes, 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 or you're looking for a, a string of yeses. Um, we don't mind them saying no to a few things. Sometimes you can make it where that no is a good thing. So no, it's not a bad time. Other times you could make it where no might actually be perceived as a bad thing for you, but you can turn it into a good thing. You know, I'll tell you what, and I'll just jump, I, and I don't want to take all the time. One of the things that I've used in the past when I was going for expires and I'm just trying to ease into probates is I say, would, would you be offended if I stopped by to take a look at a property? You know. Uh, would you say that again? I, I kind of lost, uh, got muffled I on said, my end. would you be offended if I stopped by to take a look at the property? Ah, yeah. Would you be closed-minded to would be another way, but yeah. would you be offended? Would, it, um, would, you be would offended it be a if problem I if I... Right. Would Go you ahead. be offended if I asked you, would you be offended if I asked you to keep, if I asked to keep in touch with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. You know, Good. Right. And I, I made a lot of I bet that's not original. I used to chase expires in the nineties and I, the two thousands when I was a, not a broker, but uh, sales mostly. And then um, that worked a lot. I got a lot of appointments that way. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That those are those are great questions. Um, really good. And if you can start to I, obviously, I think you're already thinking in, along those lines. If you can start to use some of those techniques and think think about how you can uh, use that language and those patterns in everyday life, um, it starts to become even more natural when you prospect. So if you use it with a significant other or with kids or with parents or friends, um, if you can start to use these patterns, it becomes really, really easy uh, when you're prospecting because it's ingrained in who you are. Yeah, and then when I'm, I'm recruiting agents a lot, it's the first thing I ask them, did I catch you at a bad time? You know, and most of them say, they say no, and then I have the permission. Or if they don't, they're not ready to move to my brokerage, I always ask them, I said, uh, when can I follow up with you that I'm not too soon or too late? Mm. Yep. And, and most of the time, it's, it's a lot faster than I thought. Most of the time, it's a lot sooner than I imagined. Awesome. Thank you. Thank so, you. Bruce, we should all Good. go home. We should all go home and ask our wives or husbands, would you be offended if, and then just fill in the blank. <laughs> <point? laughs>
That'd be good practice, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you probably don't want to go out to dinner tonight, do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. I like it. Yes. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. We have three more in the queue, guys. Great participation this week, and I haven't even had to uh, cajole you very much. Um, we do have time for more. Just hit star six and hit one. In the meantime, next up is phone number ending in 3343. You're up next. Hey, guys. This is Brent. How are you today? Hey, Brent. Doing good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. So I have a question for you. If um, When I take my probate leads, I scrub them to, one, make sure that they have a um, real estate. Two, I scrub out the second owners. And three, I target out-of-state, um, out-of-state PRs. So talk to me about that idea, what you guys have. If you have a big list and you're working that list, ideally, how do you guys scrub that list? Um, Jim, Jim has a, a specific way. Uh, I'll let Jim um, chime in first, and then I'll and then I'll throw in my two cents. Bruce, if tell Jim's me what ready. that specific way was. Give give me a clue. <laughs> I thought I thought you went out of I thought you went out of area, right? Don't you um, don't you go um, old older leads first and then out of area? Oh, or am I wrong? I, yeah, when I'm flipping properties, I work um, one to three year old leads, but I don't I don't necessarily just focus on out of area. I just find that the the large majority of them that respond are out of area, especially in Florida. You know, most of our most of the areas in Florida are not local, um, but no, I don't particularly target. I mean, I'll I'll work with anybody who who wants to sell their property and you know wants to sell it quickly. I I have better luck with the older ones sometimes because <laughs> there's zero competition and you know and it's kind of like the lady in Colorado. You know, by the time the probate's filed, they're ready to do something. Well, anybody who hasn't done something after a year. Uh, is really ready, and you've got zero competition. But no, I don't necessarily just target the the absentee owner. Let me ask the let me ask you a question: Do you ignore all the others, or you're just working that segment? No, I, I, so I, I I separate them into um, ones that are local. I also separate the surviving spouse because that to me is a separate message. And uh, I have had people kind of like in the training yesterday where uh, you call up that surviving spouse and uh, they're ready to come over and punch you in the, to the office and punch you in the face because, um, you know, they felt so disrespected on that. So I just prefer to remove the, sec- the, the surviving spouse and, and, and talk to them about downsizing, not, not um, uh do you want to sell your property and, and with, with like how I would approach a um, a an heir with no surviving uh, spouses? So you're so that's that's what I wanted to hear. You're contacting everyone. You're just changing your message a bit, whether they're local or surviving spouses or not. Okay, and that that's no, I don't. I just have to throw them away until I, until they come up. So when I'm scraping them, right? And I think we talked yeah. we talked a couple calls ago. Don't. Ignore the ones that don't come up with real estate. Sometimes you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, we told the story a couple weeks ago of the guy who um, 
had a response. Well, there wasn't any real estate in the estate, but you know, I did, I did inherit quite a bit of money and I, I want to sell my $800,000 house and I've got my eye on a $2 million one. So don't, don't assume, even if you get someone that doesn't have real estate, don't assume that person just inherited. I mean, they just got a pretty good windfall. Don't assume that there isn't some business you can do with them. I would, I would have, um, you know, if you're going to segment them, have a slightly different approach to that segment. You know, maybe approach them. Are you have you considered, uh, you know, moving up? Um, you know, we've had people that have turned those kind of people into hard money lenders. So you know, just don't. Assume, Absolutely. I would assume that every every lead you got is a potential deal. But Bruce, what do you think of him segmenting the campaigns? I know that's a lot of. I'm, um, I'm just I'm just trying to find the lowest lowest hanging fruit. Just right out of all of them. Yep. You know, every time the list comes in, what's the lowest hanging fruit, and then work it down from there. Yeah, I frequently segment as well. Um, so I'll throw throw everybody into a different into a different bucket. Not all the time, but uh, depending on on bandwidth, put people in a different bucket and uh, work the um, out of out of state PRs first. Um, the surviving spouses would typically be last. Um, I'm guilty of typically taking out the leads that don't have real estate and uh, normally not working them. However. You could always work those from a different angle, from the referral angle, and hey, I'm working um, as a kind of a concierge through probate. Um, you know, I can connect you with people that could help um, help you save money on the on, on inheritance taxes and uh, different things like that. Are, are you um, are you running into an inheritance? So you could always you could always go after those, but I'll go surviving spouses last. The one thing that you said that I want some clarification on is you said that you throw out the second heir, um, would those be like the second, third, and fourth phone numbers? Is that what you're talking about? Or no, 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 no. I just throw out the, 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 um, well, I, I segment the surviving spouse. And then when the real estate was sold right now, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing those out, but sounds like I'm making an error there. But, you know, as I, as I go through these, it's just to keep my marketing expense low because there's just so many, um, mm-hmm. That's why. That's if why you're, uh, I only I only go after real estate. You know, the, yep. I go after the, the the estates that have real estate involved in them. Well, if you're um, if if you're uh, making an error on that, um, then I am as well. <laughs> From a male <laughs> standpoint, especially, I'm definitely scrubbing out the ones that look like they don't have real estate. Um, from from male, that that's the benefit of probate plus. Is that you get to right. um, you get to cut out, um, cut your mail cost way down, and that can basically let you reallocate. Instead of doing four pieces to a hundred people, now you're doing six pieces to sixty people, um, and yeah, so it absolutely. just lets you hyper focus a little bit more on on those that um, those with real estate, or at least that we believe have real estate. Sure. All right. Well, I don't want to take up anybody else's time. I just wanted to, I just wanted to review my thought process with you, your thought process, and uh, make sure I'm down the right track. So thank you so much. Hey, quick, you guys quick question. Well. Quick question yes, for you. I always, yes, I always want to make sure that we don't uh, ever recommend a one-size-fits-all approach. How many leads are you getting per month? Mm-hmm. Right now I'm sitting on like about 5,000 leads yeah. over, yeah, so many, over, over, over the country. You know, across the country, I'm sitting on about five thousand yeah. more than I know. I probably have about another three thousand in queue right now. 
I, I kind of suspected that. So if somebody's on this call that's getting 30, 40, 50 leads a month, pretty much ignore everything he said and just call everybody. <laughs> but absolutely. absolutely. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. You know, I've been doing this a long time, creative scrapers a long time ago. And so, you know, I mean, this yeah. is... It's a different category, you know, a different game than somebody that's 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 just getting started. And yeah, I agree. Call every single person and use every single approach. And if you have something like Probate Plus, where you can drill down and really see what you're looking at, I highly recommend using a tool such as that. You know, I just had programmers that a long time ago, before any of these scrapers came out, we created them. I just used them myself. I didn't go out and and you know, there was no competition. It was a quick one. And so now it's a little different. So anyway, I highly yeah. recommend exactly what you said. Do not, do not segment unless you have a bunch. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you. Just wanted to clarify. Thanks, Frank. See you guys. See you at two All o'clock. Right. Next up is phone number ending in zero five four four. You're up next. Hi guys, Bruce. This is Mike Record. You had asked the question whether I'd be here Mike? today or not. Hey, yeah. I, what I my quick question before you start is just give me the rock solid. Have foundation classes solidified as far as the cadence? So, in what days are they so I can build in my calendar? Um, first Wednesday of every month, and then the very next day. So, um, Thursday. Sometimes it's the second Thursday. That's the only reason I say it always starts on the first Wednesday of the month, and it's two days um, consecutive at two o'clock. Eastern time, you're central, so one o'clock your time. Okay, and is there a link or a number or what? Yeah, there. Um, you could call the uh, number on the all the leads site, or you could go in, uh, log into your system, click on training, okay. um, drop down to professional real estate coaching, and then there's a foundations link to register. Okay. All right, so, good deal. Uh, training, so that's in professional real estate coaching, and then register. Uh, for, go ahead. By registering, Mike, what was that? By registering, does that send out notifications or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It does. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right. Next up is phone number ending in six six four zero. Hey guys, Eric Basket in Los Angeles. Um, one thing I've been getting hung up on is when they are still grieving the loss. I feel like that is authentic, and then sometimes it's a way for them to get off the phone. Um, how do you guys usually handle that? Uh, label it. So, um, how would you uh, how would you label someone that is uh, grieving the loss? What what would you say, or what would you assume about them um, that you could that you could vocalize? So that uh, that's a question. I, I'll give you my answer, but um, but I want I want to see if you have something first. So if I say um, it, it's I, look, I just lost my husband. I, it's way too soon. What would you say to label them? Um, I would basically just probably set up a follow up call for another ten or fifteen days down the road. Okay, good good um, good request, but. Um, what could you say about them to get uh, their their response of that's right, that's right. So I this it's just way too soon. I literally just lost my wife a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago. What could you say that would get them to say that's right? 
Oh gosh. Um, I, I apologize. I mean, it's like a awkward situation for me. So I mean, I, it's I, one I of those things where you might, you, you might say like, Hey, the, the, I completely, I completely understand. It sounds like, it sounds like everything's just still a little too fresh for you. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like, or it looks like, or I bet that. So those are all nice lead-ins. It sounds like this. It looks like that. I bet this. Um, that, uh, and then, and then you just say, um, kind of rephrase whatever they've said. It sounds like it's probably everything's probably just a little too recent for you. And, and at that point, they're gonna, they're gonna agree with you, and they're gonna give you a version of that's right. And you get to, um, you really get to kind of, kind of move on. Okay, I completely understand. Case that changes down the road, which I hope it does. Um, do you think maybe I could keep in touch? And then uh, then you might even be able to spin it into a real estate conversation or into a deeper conversation after after um, you've gotten their agreement for the next step. Um, okay. But, uh, but the first thing you want to do is kind of reframe what they've said. It sounds like this. So you put something out there that it sounds like that uh, you know that they're probably going to agree with. So this is too soon, or I've gotten 100 calls. It sounds like a lot of people have been trying to get a hold of you. It sounds like you're not looking for help right now. It sounds like this is still a little bit too fresh. It sounds like you're still in the, in the middle of probate. It sounds like you haven't even been to the courthouse yet. I, I want you to take anything that they give you and give an it sounds like statement to get on the same okay. page, to get them to agree with that label that you've then given them. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Good. And Eric, I'm, I'm curious, how often are you coming across that? Because that, I, I can't say that it doesn't happen, but it's, it's, I find it's rare in most cases. Are you running into it a lot? Yeah. You know, you know it's are funny. Really? I was calling my January list yesterday and I got it on a few people, which I thought was really strange because it's so long ago. And then I was calling my, um, I mean, my um, July and August, I would expect it, but I didn't expect it in January. So I was just like, ah, geez. Um, so I, I ran into it a little bit lately. And it, it, a lot of it looks like when they're still living in the same property. So I'm guessing it's like the uh, the spouse. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah the, the other reason I the reason I say it's it's fairly atypical is because typically it's for three to anywhere from three to five months from the death death until the probate gets filed and usually and you know no two situations are alike but usually by the time they file the probate they're at least over the grief enough that they've made the decision you know the business decision that I need to deal with this so. Um, in my own prospecting, I rarely ran into that. But, you know, and again, I know you're in Los Angeles. It's, you're getting four or 500 leads a month. So, and, and your court system I wish. is stop and go also. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. What's that, Eric? I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm around 60 or 70 leads um, in my pocket, but Los Angeles is pretty big. So I was thinking about probably taking on another uh, area if it was available. Sure, sure. I have a feeling somebody will reach out to you after the call and uh, explore that possibility with you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jim. Okay. Yeah, Jim. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. Sir. I think I was going to say is that 
it's oftentimes an opportunity when somebody tells you that, particularly if you know that it's been a long time and it, it is highly likely that, uh, and I'm not certainly, you know, grief is grief and nobody's, no two sets of grief are the same and we always have to be responsible to, you know, be aware of people's troubles. But it's also appropriate to look at something like that and say something to them like, you know, I get it and I do understand and you know, I, I deal with this every day and, you know, my business and my specialty is dealing with people who've all just, you know, suffered losses. Is there, is there anything in particular that, you know, you're getting stuck with right now that, you know, and, and I don't care about the property or anything else, anything in particular, are you having any trouble with anything, anybody? Uh, we can help you with just about anything. And that's really what I've made my life's mission into being. Commiserate with what they're doing. I get it. It's fresh. You know, validate their pain and, and offer a deal to help them with their pain rather than just, you know, giving up on it. It's also an opportunity to commiserate with them and let them know that you're an expert. If you're leading with the real estate, you're you're going to run into that. If you don't lead with the real estate, if you lead with an offer to help, you may be able to ask that one extra question and give them the opportunity to say, well, you know, you know, maybe my problem is that the house is still filled up with my husband's possessions or my mother's possessions or whatever. Well, I've got somebody who can help you with that. And, you know, there's some things that you can do to just ask that extra question. If it's been since January, they may also just be using that to tell you that, you know, they, they're trying to blow you off. That's worth asking that extra question. If it was, a, you know, an, a, an August lead or a July lead, potentially very likely that it's still a pain point for them and never hurts to, you know, take that one extra step to do it. And I'm not encouraging you to be mean or act like a predator at all. I'm encouraging you to lead with the value. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, it, it sounds good. You know, and it's funny how whenever you ask that extra question, how many more doors get opened? It's just, you know, it's, it's getting, uh, you know, comfortable with going the next step. And it's just practice. But I appreciate well, it. And, you know, Thank you. And, and part of it, bud, is you got to get comfortable with it yourself. You've got to know that you literally do have things that you can help them with and that, you know, realistically, we all know that one of the biggest problems in ever getting a piece of real estate available to be sold after the death of a family member is, is getting the house ready to be sold by eliminating the personal possessions of the person that died. That's the hardest emotional part of this. Their clothes are there. Their mementos are there. The things they used, everything are there. It's painful. And if we can bring somebody in to help them get through that, to help them understand that, you know, we approach this sympathetically and not in a in a hard way. And not only that, but some of those possessions can be used by people that really need them and, you know, to the benefit of all those people that are out there and, uh, you know, make them feel good about what they're doing or feel better about it by offering to help. And if you can get through any one of those doors, you got a winner. You'll find out if there's property to be sold, but but commiserate with somebody. Make a friend first. Yeah, I agree. Okay, man. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we had a couple people in the we had a couple people in the queue. Rick Wilson, if you want to jump back in there, you've always got good stuff. You disappeared. We do have one more in there. We probably have time for one or two more if you want to hit star six and hit one. In the meantime hey, Yes, sir. I'm here. I'll, I'll have a hard I'll have a hard two o'clock out. So okay. uh, we can take okay. more, but I just won't be here after about one fifty nine. Well, it just won't be any good without you, so we'll end by two. How's that? 
right. <laughs> All right. Well, right now, it's, it may not be a problem because right now, last up in the queue is phone number ending in 5757. Yeah, hey, everybody. This is Douglas in Seattle, and um, I really want to thank you guys for this class today. Once again, you come through in a major way. Um, it was the, the first gentleman that went on was asking questions about never split the difference. Your guys, your response to it was awesome. And I just have a quick question, and that is, how do I make myself available for accountability and role play? Um, you talking with uh, with with um, us, or are you talking about role play with um, with some of the um, other subscribers that we have? Uh, both. Both. Okay, gotcha. Um, so uh, accountability, uh, role play. Number one, role play. You've been through foundations. Um, join um, foundations each time it comes up. Specifically that second day because it's more role play. And then we also um, have a, uh, a another monthly role play for anyone who's come through Foundations. And guys, if you haven't been through Foundations, the only reason that it's specific for those of you who've already been through it is because um, we're specifically using some of these techniques that we've talked about a lot today. And if you haven't been taught the techniques, you're going to be a little bit lost on the role play. So, Doug. Douglas, you've been in, in that Foundations class before, so look in two weeks for an email from me to everyone who's been through offering a uh, role play call. Um, it's always the third Wednesday of every month, um, so be looking for that. Um, I would also go on the Facebook Mastermind group and connect with anyone that's looking for a uh, role play partner or a role play group. And... Um, uh, Lastly, be on the lookout. We're going to start doing a lot more classes and role play sessions coming up in the very near future. Um, my schedule is a little bit full, so I'm not currently taking on other one-on-one -on -one clients right now. But uh, but we are going to be doing a lot more classes, and you'll you'll receive email notifications of all those. Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Douglas. Doug, uh, you're the last up this week. We have a few minutes. Is there anything else specifically we can help you with, or is that good? Um, no, it's just been an awesome class. It always is. I just really want to thank you guys. You you really know what you're doing. Well, thank you. It's we. Uh, it probably comes from about a hundred years combined experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's I between uh, Jim and Tim alone. <laughs> exactly. Or it's just funny, one of them. I had my attorney review a letter I sent out recently, uh, you know, looking for investment property, and it said 40 years experience in, in real estate. He said, you might want to change that to 30. It makes you sound really old. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Earned every one of those years, and uh, you know, I'll own them. <laughs> so no problem. Um, yeah, the, the All the Leads Mastermind is a great place to find find those kind of people. And if you don't find somebody, let us know. We'll, Bruce, with all the coaching he does, may have somebody in the back of his mind. But very few times will you go on that All Leads Mastermind and not be able to find someone. And Bruce, well, we have someone from earlier today. Oh, there you go. Okay, the first person yeah. up today was um, second person. Was the first that two was friends, today, I think, we're interested. Okay. Just just reach yep. out and say, hey, guy on today's call. I'm not sure if that was uh, Eddie or Brent, but um, 
yeah, just reach out and they'll you'll 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 get somebody through that that uh, that group. And if you don't, let us know. The other thing I was going to say, I've been you guys you guys know I've been around realtors and coaching for unfortunately over forty years, but I've never seen a course quite like. Um, can you still hear me, Bruce? My computer blinked out. I can hear you. Okay, good. I want to make sure I had a power failure here. Um, most role plays, you get on the phone and you go beginning to end through the role play. Bruce has really, which is really hard to duplicate. You know, you hear somebody that's great and say, oh, I could never be that, quite that good. The way Bruce has done it, to break it down into bite-sized segments, I've never seen anybody do that before. And, it, and it's more of a conversation and less of a script. So, again, I can't, I can't praise uh, foundations enough. I think you guys that haven't taken it, you're, you're missing out. And uh, we got to keep Bruce busy. He's got nothing to do most of the time. So sign up for the next foundations class. Um, and that's all I got. Partners, anything, Tim, anything you want to close with, uh, Bruce? No, not at all. It's a great call and, and really good, good, uh, good back and forth today. This is why we do this. We really encourage you to do this. This is a friendly uh, seat. It's not a hot spot. We don't care. You know, we'll role play if you want to role play. If not, we'll be happy just to talk you through whatever you need to go do. And uh, like, like Jim said, we've got, you know, or Bruce said, we've got, what, 10,000 years of experience in doing this. But the reality <laughs> is that we started this call. We've got over 360, 360 weeks of this that we've done. There's not much we haven't talked about. It's very rare that somebody will come up and say, well, what about this? We'll usually be able to say, well, you know, two years ago, uh, you know, in February, our call did this, but we don't do that. We're happy to go over them all again and work with you. And we appreciate you being here. So, you know, the more involvement, the better. This is your call, not ours. We can sit and talk to each other all day long. We're we're happy to do that, but we'd prefer to talk with you, and we appreciate the great feedback. Yeah, and Tim, while you're talking about that, I, I don't think we mentioned this enough. We have probably the most robust search bar I've ever seen, other than maybe Google. If if you heard something, if you've got a question, like Tim said, chances are we've spoken, we've talked about it on these calls. Just go to all, not your not your um, your sub login. Just go to alltheleads.com, and that search bar up on the right. You can put in almost anything. It's kind of like Google. You might have to play around with it a little bit. Put almost anything in there, and it'll take you to every time we've discussed that or, you know, every call. You know, it'll take you right to it, so you don't have to spend a, a ton of time looking for stuff. Uh, Bruce, anything you want to close with? Uh, no, that's it for me. I think I've uh, uh, talked enough today, and I've got to save my voice for two hours of role play. All right. Well, great participation today, guys. I want to close this call like I always do. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. I want to particularly thank those that actively participated. And I want to challenge each of you, take one thought, one idea that inspired you on this call, go out and put it into practice, and please come back next Thursday and share your results with the group. Make it a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you at the same time next Thursday. Take care.